0: Happy spring. It's starting to feel like it today. It is April 6th. The snow has stopped falling. Thanks for joining us. We missed you for a couple weeks there. We took a little spring break. Back at them again. And like it has been for years now, there's just not a quiet week. There's so much to talk about. So we're going to get right to it. Uh, I don't know if this is political, but we have to talk about how much snow we have. We've actually surpassed the record-taking numbers we've ever had for snowfall. So congratulations to all of us. That's
1: not congrats. That's something to lament, not to celebrate. It's um, it's, a, it's a debacle. It it's is terrible.
0: crazy, though, because we have so much snow that the ski resorts can't open the last couple Isn't of days, that which interesting? is so wild. It's turned on us. It, it has turned yep. on us. Um, how's the bubbling brook in your basement? Is it <laughs> rising right oh, now? Oh, it
1: is. It's rising. It's it's still not close enough to my floor to turn the pumps on, but it's coming. Have you coming. actually
2: gone to get uh bags sandbags
1: I do I actually have all the of So I feel like areas I just want surrounded. to tell
2: you if you don't if you're not reading these tea leaves
1: so you need sandbags I, at your
2: house I was break. calling
1: this shot on on like January 17th I was calling the shot that I wasn't touching that once finished basement now destroyed basement until June and it's only gotten worse since I've said that So that that basement remains in its chaotic state uh, with the sandbags around the whole June that seems we had early for me through. right now yeah.
0: in that the 1983 flooding happened like Full force mid May. So, at this point, maybe Don't you should me. push yeah, that back a little. Related,
1: related, Although I, I think I'll prevent the flooding, but I, these pumps will this pump will be working. Big
0: so time. here's my big question, though. Right now, it looks like we're in for a slight dry spell. It was I think August of last year when the governor asked all of us to pray, or you know, pray to your god, to the ninth ninth whale, to anything you have for the rain. Then John Oliver made fun of him. It was a big deal. Everyone was laughing at him. Do we thank the governor because everyone prayed just to make it today? Or did the world <laughs> nice just MCC, give us no? Nice MC
1: Hammer uh, right? the plug there. yeah.
0: I know. So here we are. And so now we have not only uh, prayers that have maybe been answered or not, but we've also got the legislature working on this. We have the church giving us some shares of water. The lakes are rising. Things are good. Well, if
1: you're a freshman lawmaker, and last this January through March was your first session, you must feel pretty good about yourself that you solved the drought. In your first yeah. session that's in good office. Stuff. That's, a, that's a box you can check because I think we're done here.
2: So, Greg, if one attributes <laughs> the rainfall to prayer, if, if one were to do if that. If they were to do that, yes. What happens? So we need two to three years of
1: this. Well, we better never so see two to three years of this. So if we don't get
2: it next year.
1: I don't know. Look, like, I, does that do we mean we, we were faith?
2: bad? No, but I don't know because no both football I, I seem pray to, to win, have and noticed only one does. That we say prayer works when it does what we
0: want, and we say. We don't look at ourselves when we don't get what. we Although want. people of faith would tell you um, that sometimes you pray for things and God doesn't want you to have them right now, so it's not a no. It's just wait. I'll give it's it to you when, my you, when will, I want. Twenty-five thine. years of drought. So maybe He yeah, just wants works. us to suffer in the biblical terms, where well, you have to store your food, get ready.
1: I suspect Mara, you appreciate this more than even I do. Um, but reservoirs and areas of the state are not all connected. These reservoirs don't have pipes that connect them, they so you not. have some reservoirs that are at one hundred percent. Yeah, and they're not. They're not. Right. In a drought situation, and you have parts of the well, state the reservoirs that are doing are full. Yeah, you have a lot of parts, there are parts of the state that are doing very well. The, yeah. the, the snowpack is at like 300% when yeah. you get down to southern Utah. Um, you know, a lot of that's going to go to the Virgin River and down, but I, I, I think you have different circumstances around the state, but I think things look a lot, lot better than they did before, and it should remind oh, yeah, us no, this has been great. in addition to you know, uh, pleading you know, to the powers above that that also this this uh, this climate's in the cycle. There are cycles. And all you have to do is look at Lake Bonneville's once prehistoric shoreline to know that things don't last always. Things change. Things move. It's true. So.
0: Well, it's good to talk about faith because uh, as we head into this weekend, we have Easter coming up. It's Passover right now and Ramadan. So the whole world is thinking. And the Masters are And the Masters. the masters. masters. The Masters. And the worship Augusta, in a Georgia. Way. Yes. <laughs>
1: it's the first round. It's happening right now. It's beautiful.
0: Okay, well, we'll get you out of here quickly so you can continue <laughs> watching the game. See, I didn't even know that was happening, or I would have added it to my list of That's why big wearing, events this weekend. It,
1: it's a podcast, but if you could see me, you'd see me in my Augusta green golf shirt right I'll now. I'll post a picture
0: so people can see you. We <laughs> want people to be able to see how cute you are today. Oh, well, thank you. You're welcome. Okay, so, um, Mara, last time we were talking about Senator Mitt Romney, we were talking about the fact that he would announce if he was running in either spring or summer, which seemed like forever away. When we originally said that, but we actually are officially in spring, so that means at some point between now and June 22nd, our belief is that maybe we'll hear from Senator Romney if he's running again. And you had some very interesting numbers that came out, um, some new predictive polling that came out. Uh, do you want us to tell us what you found there, or do you want me to read a synopsis? Read us a synopsis. Okay. Let's just give credit. It's Ohio Predictive Insights. They do a quarterly, I don't, this wasn't for a candidate, this was just something they were doing. That's true, and they did um, their survey between March 14th and March 23rd, so just about a week or two ago, and their margin of error is plus or minus 4%. So when they talk specifically about Senator Mitt Romney's favorability, it says a slim majority, 51% of Utah voters, hold a favorable view of the former Republican nominee for president. While above water across party lines, support for Romney's image is varied across the spectrum. The Republican incumbent senator is most popular with independents and Democrats with double-digit net favorability among each. Among his own party, though, his net favorability only reached plus 4%. Okay, Mara, I'll let you go first on this because I think this is something we've kind of sensed if you follow on social media, that Democrats in the state of Utah who know they're probably not going to have a Democrat as a senator anytime soon, love that they have Senator Romney that they can at least identify with that maybe feels more centrist to them.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think, and, and I think it's also sort of self-indicting of a of a centrist, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Romney is a Republican, but I think he is a centrist, and I think he's a pragmatic leader. And you do see independents being really strong, Democrats, and I think when one sees polling where Democrats are strong, I think, interestingly enough, Republicans... That turns them off, and they think they're maybe hunting with the wrong dog here because they, they're turned off by it. I would be
1: one of those yeah. very people. So,
2: um, But his likability numbers, it should be noted, are in tandem with a lot of incumbents. But yeah. what I like about this poll is they do a nice job differentiating between those two things. Sometimes people blend those together and say likability is reelectability, and it's not. Those are two different questions. Yeah. His reelectability gets pretty soft. Now it doesn't get so soft that you would say never, right? It's not a forget about it, but it is a pretty uh, tough road to go down. If you look at this polling number, he would have quite a battle.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I love the way they ask these questions because I think it reflects the Utah nice sentiment perfectly. How do you feel about Mitt Romney? Well, people don't wake up and they just want to spit vile and, and, and condemn someone. So they're like, I, he's okay. I, I I like him. And that's where you see the Republicans that are a plus four on likability. He, he's all right. Then you ask the Democrats, without regard to how who you'd vote for, how do you feel about Mitt Romney? Well, you're at a plus 10. They're like, he's okay. I mean, yeah. a plus 10. Now let's get to the votes, okay? <laughs> when you get to the votes, those plus fours turn into minus 15s in terms of wanting to see him reelected, and still their senator in Washington going forward. But the Democrats, maybe it's because, as you mentioned, Heidi, that they're not feeling overly confident that they'll have a November strong candidate. Plus 10 on the, I like him, on the election, now that more than doubles. That's a plus 21 because that's the best they've got. Yeah. So when you look at the what the likabilities, this is kind of the, yeah, we're okay. We think he's okay. We're, he's all right. But when you talk about the next six years after, the, after 24, 24 to 30, that's where you start to see the real sentiment emerge. And that is where Republicans are like, heavens no. And
2: not to go Democrats too are like, this.
1: please him versus any other Republican. The
2: people who are opposed to him are more opposed to him than the people who like him. Yeah. The, the sentiment of negativity is stronger. Eight in ten peop- opponents really oppose him, where it's a little softer with – That big number of people who like him, they are not as intense about their like of him. And
0: one in five people at this point are kind of like, eh, I don't know. I'm not sure. So it's kind of interesting to look at. I'm guessing that he's looking at these numbers. I would guess at that age, I'm not saying that he's old, but you probably are thinking, what do I want in my life? You know, we've talked about this before. Do you want to go home, retire, and be able to play with some of the money and the grandkids that you have? Or do you keep at it because you feel like you have a mission? Right. And if he keeps on his timetable... Seems
2: like we'll know in the next two to six weeks, maybe. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I it surprises me because he served as a governor and then he got out of public service for a while. I don't know who has been a public servant who leaves who'd ever want to go back. <laughs> it's a tough job. It's really tough. I don't know. I don't they know. say
0: that Chase Fitz, who's, you know, working... Um, you yeah. know, doing TV might come back and run. So it's kind of interesting. My prediction is
1: he won't. I, I think that J- Jason Chaffetz is, um, he, he's got a great name, high, high name ID. I think he does very well as a contributor on Fox News Channel. I, I, I don't see him running in this race. Maybe a future race, but not this one. And that goes to, I, I think when you think of going to Washington, making that commute, trying to maintain two households, it, it would be very difficult.
2: The other interesting thing in terms of timing in spring is it is not too early to be planning your 2024 election campaign. So whether it's an open yes. seat, mm-hmm. um, I I suspect we'll have one, two, three, if not more, challengers. Mm-hmm. And the clock started ticking on organizing your campaign. Like yeah, if, yeah. In, in yeah. Greg and I's world, we've already started the preparation. And I 20, lived 24. that. In
1: 2019, in preparation for a 2020 run, I was certainly working very hard right now in this time of the year before a 20 election in the 2019 that's what 23 is for 24 so yeah you if you're not unless you're Mitt Romney who actually I think has some margin he doesn't have to announce as early as someone else but most candidates if, if they're running for that seat need a longer runway for and sure they need to be organized and working right now uh, towards that end,
0: my gut tells me he runs, and then he does um, a Senator Orrin Hatch move, where he finds someone sort of halfway through when he's done, and then gives it to them, and sort of gives it to them. Not <laughs> that you can
1: technically give right. someone yeah, an election, because the but central no. committee would still have to pick. No, yeah. no,
0: but I mean, sets it up. Yeah. yeah. So, anyhow, that's sort of what I think is going to happen. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, I do want to talk right now a little bit about uh, national stuff. I think you can't avoid it right now. Former President Donald Trump, the first ever. President of the United States to be indicted, and he is a former president, uh, indicted on 34 felony counts. Uh, he pleaded not guilty this week. From everything that I'm reading, it sounds like he didn't know this was coming last week. They heard about it for the first time. A lot of people didn't know if it would be one indictment, if it would be multiple. I was a little surprised by the 34 felony counts because when I, as my non-attorney self, I was looking at it and I thought, okay, you could probably charge this as a felony. Greg, um, I'll let you go first on this. Um, your thoughts on um, the court case, we're going to talk about the fallout and everything that comes with it because he has raised 10 million dollars in the last week last time I checked. So it's good in the short term for him for fundraising, but will it be good in the long term? Let's start with the felony counts. Do you feel like
1: they're they're this they're is not they're, they're misdemeanors, but they're they're attached they're made fel- if I'm what I'm reading is correct to to enhance them to a felony, they have to be uh, done to avoid a felony. Uh, act or something that was felonious. So if you do, if you commit a misdemeanor uh, in trying to avoid uh, or to perpetuate a felony, then that becomes a felony itself. The challenge with the indictment is it really didn't articulate what that underlying felony was, other than maybe that's the campaign violation that they're arguing about it would be a felony. It, it is. I've heard from a, a lot of different uh, talking heads, Republican, Democrat. This is not the strongest case that they were hoping they would see come forward to indict a former president. I think it's dangerous for this country to get into this because once you've done this, I think there were some hope that, that we would not rip a country apart trying to indict past presidents for things. And I think, I think this, this opens the door for that. I, think, I don't think he's going to get a fair trial uh, or find a jury of his peers in, in Manhattan, New York. I think Staten Island you could maybe, maybe Long Island, but not in Manhattan. It's eight to one uh, Democrats to Republicans there. And I don't think there's any agnostic Republican or Democrat in that town. They probably all have very strong feelings. So I think Donald Trump's guilty of being Donald J. Trump. And I don't really think that whatever you put in front of that jury in terms of reasons why, I think they'll find him guilty because I think that's just going to be the disposition of the people there. If you you wanted to bother the people with precedent or – where similar similarly uh, charged items came forward for, like say, John Edwards, a former Democrat candidate, it it won't pass muster. It's not real, but I don't think that that's going to be his fate. I think his fate is he's going to have a very hostile jury pool, and I think they're going to find him guilty because he's Donald J. Trump.
0: So, Mara, when you're looking just at the charges, and we're all none of us are attorneys, but we're looking at it, does it make sense to you what they charged, or do you feel like they're quote-unquote, Trumped-up charges because they want to go after Trump. You know, I think
2: most people believe um, there's a political momentum behind Mm -hmm. what's going on in New York. And so I think that's uh, somewhat asked and answered. The question remains, what does it do? What what are the lasting repercussions to a system? What are the lasting repercussions to the election process? In my mind, there were a couple of things that were interesting to look at. It was interesting to look at who the national Republicans – who were that came out really early for Trump in in the rhetoric category and who sort of laid back a little bit and waited. I thought that was an interesting thing. The other interesting thing is for sure he gets a short-term bump. I will say that I have learned that Trump is really good under fire. I found him surprisingly subdued. Mm-hmm. Now, if I were going to um, give him advice, I would have told him to be subdued when in Manhattan during the trial because there's nothing to be won from sort of – being a yeah. at that moment. but um, And you're not in control. That's yeah. the problem with the judicial system is the politic isn't in control from a, from a management point of view. But I also found his Mar-a-Lago stuff a little bit more subdued than I thought. Yeah. Um, it was a little more expected. There wasn't anything newsy or interesting about that. Um, so my question is, Donald Trump has made a successful career of just being like upping either the crazy game or the interesting game, so much that he gets to control the narrative. And I'm not seeing his campaign ramp up like that right now. Uh, So I'm taking a different tact. I think most agree that it's political. Now he does, and I'll pivot to, you know, he's got a long line of people waiting to indict him. So you're going to move to Georgia, which I do think has some credibility. I think January 6th, I, I, I would be among the many who would have said that this would not be my litmus test for Donald Trump's credibility or or adherence to the law. I wouldn't have done it this way, but what's interesting uh, politically is to watch his response to it and his control. Now, yeah. his machine's been going crazy; like they are routine. It's it's in the dozens now that even I'm getting asking for requests for money, asking for support, asking for for them to say what Greg is sort of saying, which is hey, this isn't made up, and the Democrats are steering us in a very dangerous place because now we'll just use the judicial system.
0: And I think it. it's working right now, and I think it has people angry, but the question is, can that work for a campaign in the long run where that's all you talk about for two years? That seems Here's like Here's the some challenge point it with Donald
2: out.
1: Trump.
0: It's what Greg said. No one is undecided about him.
1: No.
2: Like, no one is still like, oh, let me know a little bit more about <laughs> this guy, and then I'll decide.
1: I, I think where you see the Republican candidates that have come and and even Mitt Romney is I think was very stern in saying that he thought these were uh
2: these yeah. charges
1: this was an overreach that this is politically After motivated. After
2: he said he's a criminal. Yeah. Well, he he says he's
1: <laughs> unfit for office. He was actually he's you're actually like, confirming I, his impeachment I, I agreed, vote. He says he does he's not suited for office, yeah. but what they're so, doing to him is wrong. Yeah, so let's you can actually this hold both those he opinions. He says I believe President Trump's character
0: and conduct make him unfit for office even so I believe the New York prosecutor has stretched to reach felony criminal charges in order to fit a political agenda. No one is above the law, not even former presidents, but everyone is entitled to equal treatment under the law. The prosecutor's overreach sets a dangerous precedent for criminalizing political opponents and then damages the public's faith in our justice system, which I thought was interesting because you look right now in Congress, and depending on who's in charge, it's like, let's impeach them. Every time you have a judicial hearing, they basically go up there and tell, they don't ask the judicial you know, contestant, we'll call them, you know, any questions, it's them having a soapbox to stand on and say how <laughs> yeah. they feel. And so I just feel like we're at a point in the country where it's tit for tat. I'm going to claw you. You're going to claw me. And it just seems like a it's, bad idea. It's been
1: interesting. Even So the Washington Post had an editorial before the indictment was known that said, boy, there might better be something big inside of this right. that we're not aware of, because of all the things that you would go after and for, we, this is not where we would think this. you would want to begin or you would even want to you know, stick your stake in the ground. And and that's the Washington Post. That's not Breitbart saying that. And so they were actually. And then when it came out, it really didn't go any further. And maybe is he withholding things that he wants to bring out later? I found it. I I didn't see uh, is anything in there that was a surprise that you would have said, okay, now we get why this happened. And then waiting till December, waiting two months before the you know the primaries and the caucuses in Iowa and the, and the primary in New Hampshire starts. It's just pushing it into a more chaotic climate and i don't see any upside to to any of that for this country so and i and i don't think you're excusing someone from the law but i'm going to tell you once you go here there's things that you could argue you see from former presidents that you would like to try or you'd like to see them be accountable to the law i you know i just think it's a i think we're going down the wrong road I yeah, do. I
2: don't also trust anybody that they'll push the stop button, as you're suggesting, that you stop and say, okay, I'm going to stop the tit for tat. Because we're pretty close to an America also having the problem of who started it, right? Because well, I'll say, yeah. no, no, this, and the then you and say, the but egg. what about this? Yeah. I think equal sides on complicity towards upping the entity. And, if it, you know, an interesting exercise is go look back on even Watergate, which is the high bar for, oh, no, this is horrible. Yeah. It's sort of child's play comparatively. Oh, it's nothing compared to what we're talking right? about. Yeah, Our tolerance true. is horrible. And, you know, an interview I did the other day really disheartened me where the interviewer just assumed a level of lies and – um, poor character and poor choices by all of our elected officials and i dare say that one thing Which greg is a sad and, place yeah, to be yeah greg and i share in common this this desire and need to have public servants i don't That's right. i don't indict them all but i totally get the point of view where someone says no they're all crooks and liars and you know i mean
1: yeah well look if if we're just fatalists and we're just talking about how the ship is sinking and we're just giving color commentary to the the downing of the ship that's not why i'm doing this podcast it's not why i engage i actually believe in this country i believe in its people and i would love to have some neutral territory where we can all stand and talk about life and it not have to be laced in partisan politics and that's coming from me one of the more partisan people you know mara Heidi. Are you partisan? <laughs>
0: it's good to recognize it in yourself. If-
1: of course I am. But, okay. but, you know, when I go to a sporting event, I'm not. I'm, I'm with my team. I'm, I'm cheering my team on. There's, there's places in my life, if I'm at a family dinner, and I know there's people with different politics at family dinner, we don't touch on those uh, items or those conversations. I, there's part of life that is not, and it shouldn't be, and I'm seeing it introduced into our, these neutral places we as Americans have gone over and over, and I'm just saying it's going to do more to divide us than we're going to feel... Uh, united as Americans.
2: Yeah, and a term you hear over and over again now in, in sort of analysis journals is the exhausted middle. And I think that adjective There's a lot, is yeah. so, it's exhausting. I get that. Yeah.
0: But it's self fulfilling if we don't engage. So. Yeah. And I, it seems to me that all the sides are exhausted because we're starting to see who's running. And just um, yesterday, I think Robert um, F. Kennedy. Uh, said that he's going to run as a Democrat. A lot that, of Democrats are like, eat rocks and die. Yeah. And then you hear who's going to run on the right. And speaking of that, uh, Governor Ron DeSantis, who is not yet announced, is coming to Utah in two weekends uh, for the GOP convention, which will be interesting. And Mara, here's my question about this, because he's coming as a governor, but we know he's coming because he's sure. running for president. Does it make it harder or easier that he's running against someone who's indicted? Because I feel like it's going to make some eggshells and tiptoeing maybe even from both sides of the aisle playing this right if he follows his gut instinct he'll be fine it's whether he'll get
2: sucked into language that traps him as you say yeah um actually having someone the front runner and arguably or at least a competitor indicted if he can stay focused on him You'll be a better candidate anyway if yeah. you stay focused on your case for support. This is one of those easy to say, hard to do things. To stay out of the politic of the race and keep just making your case for support—really good move to come to a state like Utah. Um, it's it's going to have some flashpoints that hopefully the campaign will learn from about how to talk to Republicans mm-hmm. because it's a no-competitive state in terms of the statewide election. So, but there's a heavy bit of. We, we have a strong, moderate, traditional, conservative base who is actually right now leaning towards Trump. So this has to be the group he persuades to go with them. So it's a great testing ground for him. I thought it was a great move for him to book this.
1: Yeah, I've, I've seen polls that have shown Trump's numbers in Utah increase since th- this indictment's right. happened. I, but here's an interesting one from Rasmussen yesterday. Uh, both uh Trump and DeSantis's numbers have grown against head-to-head against Biden with what's happened here, too. And I think w- part of that reason is that DeSantis has been very clear about how he doesn't think this indictment is appropriate. He wasn't going to engage in any of this extradition talk. I mean, he's he's been pretty critical of it, as most have. And I think that what that does is it, that's one of those smart moves you have to do where you have to – it would be too easy, and I think our cynicism about politics, it would be easy to, to pile on – an opponent when they're getting beat up like that and kind of try to ride that wave everybody's spotting that that's not going to work on this one and so i think they're being smart and look however the republicans want to deal with this primary and i i love a good competitive primary i think that it, it let the best candidate win but they're going to have to coalesce around the winner at yeah,
0: some point and at so some point. and so you
1: got to. that's where that fine line about how How pointed do you want to get? How vicious do you want to get? How much do you want to try and build this party or the people that are voting in a primary or looking for a nominee? So I think think, uh, DeSantis is doing it right. I think the Republican Party in Utah made a mistake in accepting an invitation or inviting DeSantis because I think it's unnecessary. You're going to have a lot of people that like Trump that now are upset that DeSantis is here, and it's almost a stick to beat yourself with. I think
0: I I, I just just don't know that— just don't be. I yourself. just don't
1: know that that was the best keynote.
2: I agree, because I was pleased with it. <laughs> See? <laughs> that's my
1: barometer right there. I knew I was right.
0: <laughs> You'll be at the convention, right? <laughs> I will. I'll for be all 16,000 hours of it. Are you wearing it? somebody's shirt that day? <laughs> no, I'll probably wear a golf shirt. No. Are you going to be packing heat now that it's sort of allowed? When are no. you not? Huh? You know,
1: that I've, I've been told that they, they, it was always going to be the case that you carry a gun at the convention that whoever said you weren't Brian Schott, uh That was uh, was, he was misinformation. Told. Really, yeah, that's what the, the 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 Republican statement was. That's misinformation, or someone was confused.
0: All right, um, I want to speak about the GOP, and I'm going to let you go first on this, Greg. Uh, this week, the Utah GOP uh, denied Doctor and Democrat um, Suzanne Harrison. Suzanne Harrison. My brain just took a small vacation there. Uh, for the Air Quality Board. And Governor Cox appointed um, her, uh, she's a Salt Lake County Councilwoman now, to the Utah Air Quality Board. She would be filling the spot that Salt Lake City mayor has had. So it's not like this is new to have a Democrat on there or someone who thinks differently. Why are GOP lawmakers flipping the middle finger at her and saying, no thanks? (laughs) Well,
1: I don't know that they would describe it that way. But I I just think that that's the point of having a a confirmation. That's why you, you go through that process. And Look, I, I just think that you need a diversity of thought on these things, and I think sometimes... Isn't, uh,
2: isn't Representative Suzanne Harrison a diversity of thought? No, I think
1: it's a predictable thought. I think you need to have some 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 ideas out there that aren't part of the what you're hearing all the time from all the all the sources. I think that's the...
0: So who's here. the right person if it's not Suzanne? Because a lot of people say on the right and the left that she's a reasonable person to talk to. She's an educated doctor.
1: She's very nice. I served with her. She's a very nice uh, person. She was a good lawmaker. She's a, she's a, look, she's a rock rib Democrat. She's not, she's not like a blue, blue dog Republican or Democrat where she votes Republican. She's a, she's a, she, and she doesn't hide it. I mean, she, but she like, is she answer, campaigns th- for. I, I, like, so? So what? So what it's is, a Republican state. Put some people that want to deal with the, no, some no, of these no, issues of clean No, no, she's in air. the minority In here. the, I know, but it's not, a, it's not, a, for so me at least.
2: you want 100% the same point of view.
1: No, I don't want the same point of view, but I'd like something that is counter to the prevailing narrative in this country about some of these items, and have some some real Greg, discussion. You
2: live in the great state of Utah, and you keep. I know you always say this that you're like the, the you're downtrodden in the minority. minority. You're like you have ten, you, and Mara, the Dems have, you have one, higher and you're complaining. Ed. You about have
1: it. media. You have big business. You have, you have all the if institutions we are doing so repeating well, why your. Are we
2: not winning Because anymore. we're smarter Mara, than that in Utah. But you have.
1: You, have, so air, all you have all these institutions on your are. side. Can we have some other conversations out here?
2: So let me tell you what my problem is with this. <laughs> <laughs> so my problem was that, as Greg well knows, the consent process is largely instructed to be about qualification not Mm -hmm. about opinion of, like, I don't like the shirt he's wearing or I don't dis or like this person. It's about how well qualified this person is to serve out the job. And if you go read uh, what the criticism of her was, it was because you didn't vote for my bill and I didn't like you when you did this. It was deeply personal. It was about her not agreeing with the individuals which has nothing to do with her qualification. It, it, so it was petty. It was personal. I have a it, was, it, 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 it was really small-minded when the, the attempt to require consent of the Senate is to just weed out those who were maybe a buddy and not qualified. And, and the, the notion there was if the executive of branch is appointing, the check and the balance is so that an executive didn't grab an unqualified person as a political payoff, the Senate looks and says, yeah, okay, great. This without a And there's no reason to think the governor is like, yeah. No, no. Yeah, this governor I was not in that place. But there's also no doubt that Suzanne Harrison is qualified to be on this board and make this position. And if the big complaint is what Greg said is that she- Her ideology is not what they want. She's replacing Aaron Mendenhall. I mean,
1: if if you felt like Aaron Mendenhall was doing it, then in fact,
2: I would argue that Suzanne Harrison is likely less dogmatic than Mendenhall. You might be right there, but
1: I think where you spot. And as a
2: doctor, as opposed to.
1: Well, were you spot, Mara, were you spotting what you think is personal or petty? I would say that there might be a concern she's more of an obstructionist. If you had a Senator Karen Maine in that position where they had seen themselves work with her more successfully, With from a different party, you might see a Karen, Senator Karen Main, you know, confirmed by that Senate body because of the way they've worked with her versus uh, someone that they would see as more of an. I would not the
2: patronizingness of him saying. I don't think I like the way she approached my bill. Was so condescending and so not in the spirit of consent. Maybe it was I an mean, but maybe please. the point
1: was being. Yeah, an obstructionist. the point
2: was I don't like you, and no, that's maybe, not what maybe consent it was, is
1: about. You're not. You're not finding common ground. You're just. You're being. You're, you're grandstanding. Which and is you're, a personal, subjective judgment, which is not
2: their goal. Their goal is not to be personal, and their goal was they not probably, to be subjective. Probably
1: what they want to do is have a successful board that can find some solutions. Not people that want to use she, it as a platform to pursue she a, agendas that you can't get agreement on. She
2: is currently elected by more people. She is elected statewide in Salt Lake County. She is elected by more people than anybody but statewide offices. So
1: they should just say yes because They of that. should
2: just respect the fact that she is a respected elected official who <laughs> went through the father of going to med school. So why even have the confirmation is, hearing then? Amen, brother. Why so, okay, even okay. have
1: it? <laughs> I got to the heart of it. You don't even know why they have to, no, they even I are in a position to confirm. I don't think that's true. Got but it. I
2: think this was personal <laughs> and it was petty.
1: I think those are pejoratives. I think they were worried she was. Yes, I intend was, them
2: to be I know. pejoratives.
1: I want to be nicer. I'm the nice, I'm the kinder, gentler person here. I'm saying they might have seen her as more as a, an, an obstructionist, which would make it less likely to find solutions together.
0: The good news is, I guess County Councilwoman and Dr. Harrison will have more time for her family and she's her other. She's got a full she's life. Got We're not worried about. Very
1: busy. Yes. yes. Uh, public servants are very, very busy people. So.
0: All right. Well, I don't know how you be a doctor, anyways, and hold political office. I don't know how that works. I can barely do my own. Could you job see
1: you being alone. a Heidi? I've I've seen your schedule. I I don't. You couldn't serve in the legislature.
0: Oh, absolutely not. Your
1: schedule's crazy.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. So it's, it always impresses me when people have. Um, responsibility at work and then can pull that off on the side because i can see if you have your own business and you feel like you can maybe hand off duties for a while but when you have a boss telling you where to be and what to do yeah it's Mm -hmm. a little tricky Very. greg do you have any feelings you want to share with us right now before we're (laughs) done for the day do you have anything
1: no i'll I'll just tell the listeners here that i'm not even gonna get into the topic but i thought i was in a safe space today i thought i could share my (laughs) feelings and ask some questions For these two people, and they just mocked me, and they mocked my questions, and no, it was not safe at all. It was very unsafe in here. So (laughs) I'll just leave it at that.
0: I'm just gonna laugh. That's sad. I know.
1: I can hear your (laughs) maniacal laugh as I as I confess my vulnerability here
0: feelings. i know because yeah. we yeah. get to share all kinds of things in this room before the podcast starts. yes I'm and sorry i had a sincere
1: question here. and i was mocked for it and so now it's just not a the safe listeners place
2: will not be surprised to learn that you were given <laughs> the answer three or four times and because it was not an answer that you wanted
1: now, i couldn't understand you your answer you knew it too it. you knew i wouldn't understand what you were saying and that's why you said it that way
0: i think we've started spring well right. yeah, anyway
1: okay. that's that, that, that was I just, that was my parting comment that's all not right. i don't want to go there
0: Well, I hope that we actually do get some spring because I'm purely sick of the snow. And you know what's great is that we've turned the tide where I feel like even two or three weeks ago, if you complained about the snow, people were like, we're in a drought. Don't complain. Do you want to take a drink and take a shower? And now we're finally... Politically correct in saying...
1: I was there January we 10th. Can we're done with it. We can We yeah. can all
0: just be like, sorry, we're over it. Yeah, so. I,
1: you can join me. I've been there for months.
0: Yeah. So yes. anyhow, thanks for hanging out with us. We hope you enjoy the sunshine and that we avoid flooding in the days to come. We do hope to have a flood of political... Topics to talk about in the weeks to come because we will keep being here. And for your political enjoyment, we will be downloading these on Thursdays for the next little bit. So that if you want an extra day before the weekend to really dive into the topics,
1: <laughs> <laughs> we will be here
0: for you. So thanks so much for listening. Uh, Mara and Greg, thank you as always for being here.
1: Happy to be here. Happy to be here. All right.
0: Bye bye, guys. Fantastic.